if it seems too good to be true, it probably is, right? In terms of like, oh, I'll just create a funnel and then all of these people will sign up for my course. Well, it, it doesn't work that way. You can't skip getting to know your audience, building a community and just go right for the signups and the sales and then, you know, drink a Mai Tai on the beach. Like- Hi friend, welcome to another episode of the Why Can't I podcast. I'm Sarah Hagstrom, plant-based health coach turned life and business coach. My goal for this show is to bring you episodes that have you asking the very important question, one I've been asking myself from a young age, why can't I? Followed by a little bit of watch me. All right, let's dive in. All right, today I am bringing Peter on the podcast. So if this is your first time listening, Peter is my husband and he also does all of the tech for our business and helps our clients with the tech for their business. So things like sales pages, websites, opt-in pages, design, and so much more. He'll, he'll, He'll fill you in on that. So thanks for being here, baby. You know, no problem. I mean, your office is right next to mine, so the commute wasn't too bad. (laughs) Wasn't too bad for you. Oh, I love that. All right. So today, you guys, we are going to answer some of your most pressing questions about tech. We get a lot of questions about tech. And honestly, we're not going to hold back. We're going to give it to you straight because I think a lot of people let tech hold them back from doing the real work. And like, no offense, Peter, like your work is very important. That's like how we collect payment when it comes to, you know, health coaching, um, getting people into our program. So very important. That's how we keep the lights on. Right. But at the same time, there's a lot of work that goes into your business before you even get started on the tech. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is before you have a website, there's a lot of things that need to be done. Yeah, for sure. I would say the situation that I would recommend the least is trying to get your website and all the tech dialed in and then going out and trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to make money now? Because everything changes when you do realize what you're going to be able to sell, you know, depending on like what you want to do and what your your ideal client wants, all of your tech could change. So you could get it all set up and then you realize they want something a little bit different and then you got to go back and change it again anyway. Mm-hmm. So to, the more clear that you can get before getting knee deep in tech, the better off you're going to be. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think a lot of people too have a hard time. Let's just, we'll go to the website and, you know, I'll ask Peter in a second his thoughts on the website. But I think a lot of people get hung up on the website and like, what do I write? You know, struggling with the about me, the the blogs, the programs. And it's because they're focusing too much on themselves and with health and wellness, with, you know, having an online business. It's about you, but it's more so about your ideal client. And so if you don't know who your ideal client is, if you don't know what your program is, what your offer is, it's going to be really hard to build a website. Wouldn't you agree? I Yes, I totally agree. I, I think that it's it's easy to kind of look and see what other coaches are doing online and just assume, oh, well, it seems like, like you were saying, it's all about them. So shouldn't it just be all about me? And that's just, yeah, that's just, that's not... That's not the path to success. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard me talk about this. And 
I know, Peter, you've had the same thing happen where people come to you and they're like, oh, I want my website to look like this. I've had clients come to me and they're like, oh, I want a program like this person. And when I know for a fact that that person is struggling to sign clients online because they've reached out to me, it's like, you don't want a program like that person just because it looks good, right? If, if you just want something to look good, go for it. But if you actually want people to sign up for it and to work with you and to get transformations, like we don't recommend just copying mm-hmm. what somebody else has on their website, their program. Yeah. When we started out with online business, we had one idea of why you have a website. Mm -hmm. And now from where we are today, we know that you don't have to start with a website, Mm -hmm. you know. And in fact, if you're just starting out, you you won't even know what to put on a website like you were just saying. And yeah, and everything will change so much. But really just the function of the website, I think people will be really surprised how little it does what you think it's going to do in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, people aren't just going to be like, oh, you have a website. Let me go to your website. I mean, unless they're like really into you and like you like just launched it or something. But like even it's then, normal I would for say... people to have a website and like you're not just like dying to like spend your time, which we're all kind of strapped for to go look at somebody's website. You yeah. know, it's like you have a reason why you're going there. Yeah. So you have to be thinking when I'm designing this website. I have to get inside of their head. Why are they coming here? Mm. For me, I think it's to learn more about you. Mm-hmm. That would be my first guess. You mm-hmm. know, it's like they want to know who you are. Mm-hmm. They want to get a feel for like your energy, your content. Mm-hmm. Can you help them? Mm-hmm. If you can't help them, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they have yeah. all these questions in their head and, and they do happen in a certain sequence. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. It just reminds everything that you said that, you know, somebody might go to your website for, the reason that Peter and I both don't recommend a website for new coaches and for them to do that is because all of those things, like who is this person? What's their energy? How can they serve me? What do they offer? All of that can be done on social media. And the reason that we like social media is because your ideal client is already on social media. So they don't have to go anywhere else to learn more about you. They're already familiar with Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, right? Whereas your website, they have to actually go there. And I think a lot of coaches we've worked with, they think that, oh, I'm going to finish IIN or, you know, insert whatever coaching program you went through, and I'm going to have all of these clients. All I have to do is get my website up. You know, they're like, okay, I'm a health coach. I don't have any clients. Oh, it's because I don't have a website. But that's not it. It's because usually they haven't been showing up. They haven't been sharing their message. They haven't been providing value from the beginning. And unfortunately, guys, if you've been falling into this trap, like the website isn't the answer to all of the clients, unfortunately. Yeah. Those first few clients, you definitely don't need a website. But the website does help when you're trying to scale your business, when you're trying to, to make, you know, more than like a thousand dollars. Yeah. And you want people to be able to learn about you, find your website or an opt-in or whatever we can get there, you know, and eventually buy something from you passively. You know, it could be in the middle of the night and you could be making money. Yeah. You know, and like that would that would be a little bit of like a longer term goal. But when you're just starting out and you don't know exactly what you're going to offer to make money and exactly who your ideal client is, your Instagram bio is a more dynamic, easily updatable area. That's basically your website right there. You know what I mean? Like, and you can change it in five seconds, you know, whereas like a website's like, oh, now I got to like figure out the font and the design and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
maybe you can't even do it. Maybe you have to go back to your web designer because you paid, you know, 500 or a thousand or whatever to like have somebody set it up for you. Yeah. What a pain. Totally agreed. Agreed. I was thinking about it before you were doing this. I find that you are very good at tech, whereas I am not so much. What skills do you think you have that I don't have that make you better at tech than me? Because I think this is important if you're listening. You might decide early on that tech is not for you. Yeah. So based on my experience, it really seems like it's it, it's a personality thing. Mm. You know, it's like a, it's a kind of an intrinsic characteristic in us. Some, <laughs> people, are, some people are really good at math and some yeah. people aren't, yeah. you know, and I think people that are more kind of like logically like minded, mm. um, which for me, I'm kind of like half and half. Yeah. Like I did good at math, but I was never like this like amazing, you know, like whiz kid, you know, when I was in school. Right. Um, but with the clients that I see who come in and sign up for Kajabi, mm-hmm. for example, there are about half are like, I get it. I can figure it out. It's, it becomes intuitive. And then the other half is like, I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. I just, yeah. I can't get it to look how I want it to look. I can't figure out this to the point where it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. I think it depends like how easily frustrated are you with software? Very easily right here, hand going up. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I think at the beginning would spend a certain amount of time on it longer than I should have. Um, and now I kind of have this like, 15 minute rule where after that, if I can't get it, then I'm asking Peter and, you know, we'll get into this as we continue this episode, but Peter, you do offer support for people in our community, our clients to kind of help them out because there are some people who are like myself and don't want to do anything um, when it comes to the tech stuff and they can hire out. But then there are some of our clients who they just need like a little bit of help. And I feel like you're very patient and can kind of guide them through it, teach them how to do it. Once they learn the software, they're good. And I feel like I'm kind of like that, whereas like, so we use Kajabi, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. Once you kind of get it set up, like the courses and things, I can go in there and I can put stuff in there and I can tweak it and I can change it. I like stuff like that, where it's like, this is the model, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going in and adding things and moving things around. Mm -hmm. But like a totally blank slate, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, and I think that's, that's really what it comes down to is like, being able to figure out how all of the parts and pieces work together. Mm-hmm. Like, how how would you say you do with that? Like, building, like, an opt-in system. It's like, would you know, like, where to start and, like, how all the pieces fit in? You know, somebody comes to a form. Where is the form? They submit the form. Okay, where does the form go? Where does the information go? Yeah. What triggers the email? You know? Yeah. All there's There's lots of very, I guess, technical things, yeah. you know, that you have to get right in. I think the hardest thing is being able to troubleshoot that mm-hmm. stuff because yes. it's like, oh, I want to create like this. I want to create a little mini course. Okay, cool. It's like, well, what about this? How do I change this? Well, yeah. now I have to figure out how do I change that. And for me, I've seen, I've seen a few of our clients really like they'll spend like three or four days and they're just like, they get so struck or so stuck, so frustrated. Yeah. I, I guess I just, I, I wish that they would have, reached out sooner yeah. because for me, it's very easy and I could set them straight and they could continue going along being efficient and productive with their time because as a health coach, you only have so much time. So if the tech stuff doesn't come naturally, 
you've got to enlist that help. And like you said, 15-minute rule. Yeah, Super you, smart because, like, you can't be – You you kind of have to figure out, like, what your time limit is for you because I will say at the beginning, things take longer than you think they will, right? And, again, that's why you have to kind of be honest and say, is this worth my time or should I be outsourcing this? Because at the beginning, you don't have the courses, the offers. You don't know what works. You haven't built the audience. Like, you're doing – all, you're wearing all of the hats and doing all of the jobs. And so you do have to kind of say, like, is this worth my time? And it might take you at the beginning longer than 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about funnels and opt-ins, I want to talk about that because I think that's something, that's one of the questions I got. Like, do I need a funnel? How do I create a funnel to sell my courses? But before we even get to that, if you're listening to this and you're feeling really stressed out and like overwhelmed, like Peter was talking about, like, how do you trigger this? And how do you trigger that? And I was just kind of thinking about some of my clients and them being like, man, I just thought I was going to like help people get healthy. And like, now you're talking about all this stuff. I want you to take a step back. And the thing that I do is anytime I'm creating a program, an offer, an opt-in, a sequence, I do all of that work first. So I write it all out. Like, what is it? What am I offering? All of the copy, find all of the graphics, like do all of that first, because you don't want to start getting in over your head in terms of the tech and then get so frustrated that you don't finish all the other stuff. Because like we're saying on this podcast, like I've been saying is you can always hire somebody to do the tech, right? You can always enlist help um, from Peter, from somebody else. And so don't let that stop you. Like the most important thing I always say, like as a coach is you getting the information, the content, like you are the boss, you are the CEO. Nobody else can come up with the program and all of the content if you're doing videos, but somebody else can do the tech for you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and being the, the more clear that you can be, the better that tech piece mm. is going to go. Ooh, you I, know, I want to, I want to touch on that. More. Being very clear about, you know, this is who I am. Yeah. And this is who you are coming to this page. You know, mm-hmm. you're my ideal client. Mm-hmm. And I really think the more you can hone in on that, yeah. not only is it faster to write copy, you know, and do things like that. But if you are going to enlist help, yes, being able to quickly, you know, convey all of that. It's like, this is exactly what I want. It's going to go so fast. Okay. I love this. I want to dive into this because I've found a lot of people have hired people in the past to help them with their sites and they've either had a bad experience or, you know, it it takes so long. Um, And so I would be curious, Peter, since you've worked with a handful of our clients Mm -hmm. and uh, some other people, you know, to build sales pages and opt-in pages, um, Mm -hmm. what do you recommend they, what's like helpful on your end for them to have and like come to you with like what makes it easier for you to do your job when they're like coming to you like hey I want this sales page I would say well for sure having having it all written out and well having like a a video already done right and knowing exactly these are the colors I want to use These are like, you know, my two branding colors. You don't have to get too crazy, you know, with branding. Also having just as as much even down to like, what would you want the button to say? Yeah. You know, your ideal client is coming to your page and they want to buy your course. That final instant Mm -hmm. where they've, they're done looking at the sales page and they are ready to pay you like, you know, 70 or a hundred dollars or whatever. What does that button say? Something just as small as that. Cause you and I, 
I mean, we've been doing a little custom text mm-hmm. on buttons, you know, on sales pages for so long, Yeah. you know, and then, well, we've, we've brought a lot into it because we've learned so much over the years, but even it's like, what do you have for a headline over the buy button options? And is it just one option or is it two? With us, it's usually two options, yeah. you know? So like a payment plan mm-hmm. versus a paid in full. Yeah. Okay. And even just down, even like a frequently asked question. Yeah. I mean, there's always like a few things you can think of. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a sales page. So even real- if they aren't frequently asked, you just you know that they're going to be wondering <laughs> those, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you are thinking about outsourcing this, like the more details you have, the better, the faster it will go. Because I have heard from some of my clients, like, oh, you know, I hired somebody to do this before, and it took so long, and like mm-hmm. I just thought it would be helpful to have like you on the other end who is like mm-hmm. doing these pages. Like, why does it take so long? Well, it takes so long when you don't provide all of the necessary information. I, I will say this too. For me personally, I'm I'm more likely to give a little bit of a break in my pricing if I know this person is like they know exactly what they want mm-hmm. because then it doesn't take me all this extra time to kind of guess and, and make all these extra little leaps that the client hasn't already done, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I think just the more clear you can be, and for me, if, if, that, if that's conveyed to me, I'm going to be thinking, okay... It's going to be easy to work with you. <laughs> Otherwise, come back. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, do I want to get into this? Because, yeah. like, for me, like, I don't know. Like, I, I have an idea of who you are, yeah. but I have no clue who your ideal client right. is. So, the more clear you can get on that, the better it is for yeah. you. But then it's also easier for me because I don't have to kind of take that risk at guessing because yeah. I know how important that is yeah. and how important it has been for our own business. Yeah. So you guys, moral of the story is like before you're outsourcing, before you're paying somebody for your website, for your sales page, I mean, before you're even creating a program, you got to know who you're serving. You got to know their pain points. It's just going to, it's it's kind of going to be a waste of money if you're paying for something and you don't know, you know, is this who I'm really talking to? Is this who this program is for? Um, so I love that, Peter. I think that is awesome. So now that you guys know that if you're really clear, Peter will give you a pricing break on your tech support. If you guys ever need help, you can email Peter um, because he's not really big on social. Why don't you like social media, babe? I think with like so many of the things that I work on, it just revolves around email. Yeah. And like for me, all of my kind of like office work experience has always been email. Yeah. You know, there's never been any like social media yeah. accounts. So you guys can yeah. message me on social media because I love social media and I will give you Peter's information. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about order of operations. So we talked about website kind of being like not really important at the beginning, kind of towards the end of your business when you're ready to scale, not needed for your first few clients. But there are some things that are needed at the beginning. So Peter, what would you say, you know, if somebody's like, okay, like what tech should I be focusing on from the beginning? Like what bare minimum, like what do I need to start signing clients online right now? Mm-hmm. For me, I, I, I always think like, okay, what would I do? And then what can you do? You know, what's what's the bare minimum you could do versus like, what would I And I'll, try, I'll do? chime in with my opinion on yeah. what Peter would do. Because like, so <laughs> as as everybody knows, there's so many ways that you can take payment mm-hmm. online. I mean, know? not everybody might not know that. Not everybody might not. Know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you know, there is there are so many different ways. 
the easiest is like PayPal, create a PayPal account, mm -hmm. you know, because you can send somebody a PayPal link or whatever. So when you're very, very just starting out, yeah, like that's that's an option. I think getting to the point where you can be building a sales page mm -hmm. and have a way for people to pay, come to a a a, a URL, mm -hmm. view your your copy, you know, look at you know your pitch for like a course or a program or whatever. And be able to buy. They don't need anything from you. You you put out the link, so that way you have the opportunity for someone to buy that you don't even know of. Mm -hmm. That's and that's always the best. Mm -hmm. That's that's our favorite. Oh, do you know this person? Oh, I don't know this person. Like for us, we get excited. Yeah. Because I like that's it. Really, what I, we want. I do like it when my 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 well, people, my OGs sign yeah. up. But yeah. you're when right. You're like, oh, Susie said was, yeah. she was going to buy. Yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be her. Yeah, but but it's true, especially when you're first starting. Like all of my clients are always like, oh, it's my friends and family who follow me. So to then have somebody that they don't know sign up for their mm -hmm. program, that's that's the best feeling. Mm -hmm. it's, that that's kind of reassurance. It's like, oh, I can do this. I can be successful. Uh, so yeah. URL page with their copy. Pretty much what we're talking about is a sales page, but it can be mm -hmm. pretty simple. Oh, absolutely. Yes, it can be very simple. And so, you know, if you're just getting started and you're thinking about what do I need for tech, I, I think if you are really confident in like what you're going to be doing, how you're, what you're going to be selling, who your client is, who your ideal like customer is, then for us, the Kajabi route really just makes the most sense because you can do the sales pages, you can do the checkout pages, and you can do like a, a follow-up welcome email with a link to book their call. Mm -hmm. So that whole process, it doesn't require anything from you. Mm -hmm. And so that's – now, those things don't take that much of your time if you don't have any clients. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you should be spending so much time promotion if you don't – doing promotion if you don't have any clients mm -hmm. that it would be nice to free that up as well. But it's also – it's more professional. It's more streamlined. And there are times where if you might have somebody buy from you and if it doesn't seem professional, legit, whatever – they might kind of freak out and want a refund. Mm -hmm. It's always possible. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody buys something and immediately it's like, oh, like this didn't work mm -hmm. or I thought this was going to be something else or mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. And so I think like it's really good for that too. Yeah. It's like trying to trying to give it to them and give them reassurance yeah. that they did the right thing mm -hmm. instantly. Yeah. I think that's so important. That's why we always have some kind of email, you know, Go a good out. and a thank you page mm -hmm. too. When somebody buys, it's a custom thank you page that's relevant to what they just purchased. Mm -hmm. And all of this stuff is really easy, you know, when you use kind of like the software, you know, Kajabi that we're talking about. Um, you can you can get by doing other things, but if you are going to be growing your business and you have that confidence, then. So You're we'll, going to be investing in it eventually. So so we'll put some uh, tools in the show notes because we have all the tools that we use, everything that we're talking about in a list. So we'll put that below um, as well as some videos we've done on Kajabi, how to create like a one-time offer, which can be really great if you are doing custom offers, which we recommend and we can talk more about that. But one thing I wanted to say 
in regards to what you were saying, Peter, about the um, professionalism and reassuring people. I will tell you, when we first started, we used a bunch of different things. We had a WordPress site. We had um, this sales page company called Samcart. We used lead pages. We eventually got Kajabi. We had like all of these different things. And it takes longer when you're using a lot of different softwares mm-hmm. that when, and re, when, what am I trying to say? When you could really just have one do it all and it have it all be connected. So keep that in mind as well, because there's less room for air when it's all connected versus using like a bunch of different things. I think of it kind of like a band-aid approach. Like you're just like putting all of these things together, like hoping it will all stick together and work. And then the other thing that I wanted to say is With Kajabi, although um, for some, they might see it as like, oh, this is a little bit more expensive. This is more than I thought it was going to be. What I found with our business, as soon as I learned about Kajabi, I was like, we need this because it looks way more professional. It does everything that I want. The main thing that I loved about it was how easy it is for customers to log in and see their products and this part, you guys. And at the beginning, you might think that this is not a big deal. Peter's like, probably knows what I'm going to say, but As you grow, it will be a big deal. People being able to log in if they forget their password, not having to email you, but just go through the site. That seems so simple, but I was getting so many people, I can't log, before we had it, I can't log in. What's my password? I'm like, I don't freaking know. Peter, Peter, you know? And so it's just not streamlined. And as soon as we upgraded, our business made more money. And not just our business. We just had a client who signed up for it and she's like, I feel so much more professional. I just signed three new clients, like within a week of getting it. So there is something to be said for your site, your sales pages, and like how it makes you feel. And I will say like sometimes investing in better software, better technology can make you show up differently, more confident in your business. And that is worth it alone for me anyways. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, having everything be able to look really nice is, for us, I mean, we just, there. there's no other way. There's no other way. I think we've probably gotten used to it, but it's also like when we are kind of looking around at websites too, like you notice a really bad website, you know? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, if I'm, I don't really look at a lot of websites. I think that's a lot of times it's at the beginning. And I don't even know if I would do, rec- actually, I wouldn't recommend that for you if you're listening and you're new, like looking at all these websites because it's not worth your time. And like having a really super fancy, nice website, like that is important. But like, I think like the sales page, like for me, I'm like yeah. the money makers, right? Yeah. And with Kajabi, you can do the sales page on that as well. I think like that's where you guys should be spending your time. Yeah, for sure. And your offer pages. Okay, sure. so Peter, tell us about the Kajabi bonus program before we move on from this. Yeah, so the Kajabi, so so we're Kajabi affiliates. Yep. We use Kajabi, we promote Kajabi, we make money from people that sign up using our Kajabi affiliate link. Well, so Kajabi is, it's a great software, but it's not the most intuitive to use. So everything is there that you could need, but it's not the most straightforward. And we've we've had a few people come in and join Kajabi and they are just like, oh my gosh, like I'm overwhelmed. How do I do this? How do I do this? For me, the Kajabi bonus program is really like in response to people that are, they want to use Kajabi and they want to get the the things set up, but they need to figure out how do they fit together? 
what do I focus on? What do I not need to focus on right now? Because it's so easy to get overwhelmed because um, you have to do all the things. And then when you're including the tech, it's just too much. So I've made it really, really simple. So that's really what the Kajabi bonus program is for. Mm -hmm. um, it's really simple to figure out more. We have we can include a link in the show notes mm -hmm. as well. Um, but it's just plantbasedcoach.biz forward slash Kajabi. Mm -hmm. And then there will be a button on that page to check out the bonus program. Basically, I'm including other extra things too to personally help you make sure that your Kajabi is up and running. You can get your questions answered. You have resources oh, cool. from us. Yeah. We, you know, as former health coaches, mm -hmm. so you know what's important. Um, and yeah, it all, it all kind of ties in with all of our, uh, our other courses and stuff too. One thing that is really cool about this, we were talking about, you know, sales pages and how to get your page up faster. And Peter was talking about how, you know, having, you know, the header, having the words on the button. Well, like one really cool thing is there's actually a sales page template that I created for my one-on-one -on -one clients that if you do sign up for the Kajabi bonus program on our site, you'll also get a, the sales page template that you can just input your information into the template. And it's really helpful because there are certain things that should be on your sales page in order for it to convert. And so that's all already in the page, making it just that much easier. So you know what to write and then you know where it all goes. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a, what I want to say like plug and play. I don't know if that's accurate, but um, I like stuff like that. <laughs> I like it to be really easy. Put this here, yeah. put this here, put this here. Yeah, and it gives you a feel for, well, it gives you a feel for the flow, you know, kind of like the order you should put everything in, in, on your sales page. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's nice. It just to kind of prompt you and be thinking like, okay, this is what they're going to be wanting to know next. Yeah. So one thing that I really like about, you know, what you're doing with this and the tech is you're really focused on helping people make money with Kajabi and, you know, people in the past, and maybe you are listening and you've heard this before too. People in the past have been like, Oh, you know, Sarah and Peter, you guys like focus so much on like making money. Well, at the end of the day, you guys, like, this is a business. And if your business is making money as a health coach, you're going to be helping people get transformations. Mm -hmm. When our business started growing more and more and more, our clients got better and better transformations, right? So it's really important that you are making money with your business because that's what's going to allow you to do more, to give back more, to help even more people. And, the, and what like Peter and I see all the time is health coaches not making any money, health coaches stopping, even though they're really talented and have so much to offer. You guys have, you have so much to offer, but if you can't figure out a way to make this your full-time gig, you're not going to be able to help as many people, right? And so I really like that you're focused on the things that matter most because there's a lot of things when it comes to tech that you could spending, be spending time on that don't really matter, that don't really make you money. It's like kind of like we always say, like, those are nice to have, and eventually you'll get to them. But at the yeah. beginning, to keep you going, you don't really need those. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about a few of the other things in terms of we talked about websites a little bit. We talked about sales pages. People want to know about funnels, babe. What do you think about funnels? So people want to know, you know, do I need a funnel to sell my course? How can I create a funnel to sell my courses? So we have spent, we've spent so much time over the past years building funnels and being disappointed with them. 
but but uh, I think our, our our latest kind of philosophy on funnels, and correct me if you think this isn't for both of us, but I think that if you can kind of merge this this opt in kind of sequence into like kind of like a welcome mm-hmm. kind of sequence at the same time. Yeah. So somebody comes to an opt-in page of yours, they get your freebie, and then they're automatically sent. We've all been on a welcome, somebody's welcome Yeah, we just might not know it though. You might not know it, but, you know, and sometimes they seem very scripted, which is not what you want. You want it to seem very natural. But usually that's how it starts out when you first are writing. <laughs> yeah. You basically want to line up like, you know, five plus emails and just gradually letting, gradually let these new subscribers know who you are, what Mm -hmm. you do, how you can help, your story, you know, and really kind of like warm them into your community. Mm -hmm. And then also including, you know, uh, a link to buy like a course, like a mini course or Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, it could also be fill out this application if you want one-on-one coaching, et cetera, et cetera. So that, to me, that's kind of like, that's the happy medium mm-hmm. because doing the hard sell with the funnel, mm-hmm. it's very hard to troubleshoot mm-hmm. and you have to be sending loads and loads of traffic to it. I mean, numbers that were, are difficult to achieve unless you're doing paid advertising and None of us should be concerned about that at this point. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you've really got to be everything has to be so well kind of lined up for you in order to be putting some like some paid spend, you mm-hmm. know, on it. OK, I like I like this. Yes, I agree. So a few things I want to say about this one If you guys want to know the email opt-in and welcome series funnel, we actually have a program. Like it's just like a mini course. It's like $99 that walks you through how to create an opt-in and your welcome emails. And I walk you through what those welcome emails should be. I'll also put a link below so you can get on our emails and you can just see them if you're like, I don't want to buy the course, but I just like want to see what you guys are doing. I'll put an opt-in for that in the show notes as well. Um, That's kind of like what Peter was talking about. I I love that. I think that that's so, so good. Um, If you want to sell your course via a funnel, here's what I recommend. I recommend that you sell it on Facebook, on Instagram. You write posts that you would put into your email and you pay attention to which ones people are signing up for, which ones people are commenting on. Um, And once you're able to sell like via your social media posts and like get feedback, right? Like I always talk about feedback in the podcast and the Instagram, in my Instagram posts, like get feedback from people, you know, when people sign up, like what made you sign up? And they will tell you, people tell me all the time why they signed up to work with me. Then you can take those posts that you did and you can put them into a funnel. That is how you test your copy. That is how you test your sales page before. Because what Peter was talking about at the beginning is how we spent all this time on um, funnels and we were disappointed. We would just write content, put it in a funnel, and then send a bunch of traffic to it. But we didn't know that that cop. We didn't know if that copy worked or not, right? And so if you do a whole entire funnel, and we're talking about. 13 emails, 15 emails, that's a lot, right? To go back and then look at all the analytics on that, like that's a lot of work. It's not as much work once you know your audience, what emails convert, um, you know, what copy converts, what they're looking for. But at the beginning, I do not recommend selling via funnels. I love that you said that about the posts because it just reminded me of that, like when we were 
come when we were about a year ago building our our welcome series for our biz coaching mm-hmm. you know th- we we basically just took all of our best performing posts and just put them in emails yeah. it's just as simple as yeah. that because like you just said like you know that they did really well it's like your best content yeah. that ends up in there exactly and what happens is what you want is you want people responding to your emails right mm-hmm. and i get that all of the time like there's one email that you may have received that's the subject line is born to be an entrepreneur that one gets so many responses and I knew to put it into that email sequence because when I posted it on social media it went wild people loved it right so and I can even post that that post um, in the show notes too so if you guys want to check it out but that's exactly what I'm talking about test it out because like we have so much, this is kind of funny. So Peter mentioned it before we got on this and I was like, oh, we probably won't mention it, but I found a way to work it in. And I'm talking about McMillions, the McDonald's um, documentary. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely. I don't know if it's your thing. We like, we like a crime. We like a whodunit kind of thing. And in that they talk about no such thing as free money, right? No such thing as oh, no such free thing lunch. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of think about it because it's all about, you know, these guys who are stealing millions of dollars from McDonald's. And so I kind of think about online business the same way, right? If it seems too good to be true, it probably is, right? In terms of like, oh, I'll just create a funnel and then all of these people will sign up for my course. Well, it it doesn't work that way. You can't skip getting to know your audience, building a community and just go right for the signups and the sales and then, you know, drink a Mai Tai on the beach. Like... Unfortunately, there is work that goes into it. Yeah, I I think we could say with certainty that as a health coach, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Maybe in a different industry. Yeah, maybe. You know, basically an industry that's never been touched, which at this point is like nothing. Right. And you're listening to this and you want to be an online coach. So yeah. like there's like a million online coaches. Okay, not to discourage you. Well, I was, so I was just going to build them back up. Okay. So I was just going to build them back up by saying like, It's so much more rewarding when you do it this way. Like when you get to know your audience, you build that community, they sign up, they get a transformation and then you tell, and then they tell you about it. Then you're like, wow, like this has all been worth it. Yes. And it's rewarding for us, for you to listen to what we have to say and implement it (laughs) and have really good results rather than trying to just create this stuff and sell it right away without knowing who your audience is and then getting discouraged. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So real quick, if you guys are wanting a website sales page, you want to do an opt-in, definitely check out Kajabi emails. So you can do emails through Kajabi. We also use ConvertKit. I just wanted to like throw out some names in case you guys are like, okay, what, what do Sarah and Peter use? Like I tell you guys all the time, I made a whole sheet of all the tools, like no secrets. I want you to do what we're doing. I want you to, you know, be able to do whatever you want to do with your business. I want you to be able to do it. And there are so many tools that make it possible. And I know Mm -hmm. right now with everybody working online, it's like, what do I need? What should I have? So if you want to send out emails, you can totally do it with Kajabi. We use ConvertKit and Peter like back me up on this because you know more about it than I do. But we pretty much use it to kind of send a little bit more complicated funnels. And I always like to say like with ConvertKit, you can kind of like keep track of different people and different lists and we have different opt-ins. And so 
I kind of like that about it. What, what did you say? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I think if we were just starting out and we knew about the importance of kind of like going about business in the way that we do and we knew about Kajabi, I don't know if we would have gotten ConvertKit, but we used to have MailChimp. Mm-hmm. MailChimp is like so robust and complicated nowadays like i just i don't recommend it it wasn't like that when we first had it 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 was like very basic yeah so we got really used to sending email so we love email we send a lot of email and if that's you and you like your emails going out to be a certain way you know and you're used to doing that when you say certain way do you mean like formatting formatting yeah formatted a certain way you like to be able to send it to groups of people yeah you know, add tags. So if you have like different offers, if you want to send it to your clients or you mm-hmm. don't want to send it to your clients or you uh-huh. don't want to send it to people who have already signed up for your program. Yeah. You guys feel, feel yeah. us? And we, we also like it because it's really easy to move people around kind of automatically within there. And so this is like so much more advanced. I, I, I honestly don't think I've had a single person yet ask me how exactly to set up the automation but ConvertKit has this automation stuff where people can join one opt-in, they can get all those emails, you can have them delay for a couple of days, and then you can have have them exit that automation and go into another sequence. So you can have lots of different little scenarios and it's sometimes it's hard to keep straight and like sometimes I mess it up, but it's really <laughs> But it's actually 100% honesty. Yeah, but it's like Peter, actually, why did this person get this biz starter course email? He's like, oh shit, they weren't supposed yeah, to. No, it's it's great for the it's great for you if you want to really if you're a maximizer, you know. And this this probably isn't a good fit for you, but if you are used to sending email, you will love ConvertKit, and, and it integrates uh, really well with Kajabi. But you could also just use Kajabi. Kajabi makes it really easy to send email. Like we could be using Kajabi, but we like to do our tags and automation. Oh, there's and no, there's no going and, back now. I'm a, I'm a convert kit for life kind yeah, of girl. Yeah. I really like the the tags because, like Peter was saying, so we have lots of different programs and offers, and I like being able to say like, oh, I want this to go just to my clients. Like I'll create a new PDF or something, and I just want to send it to my clients. And so instead of having to like go and like find all your emails, it's like current clients tag, awesome, you know. Um, I really like that. So we use ConvertKit. We use Kajabi. Um, Is there any other tools that you think we should tell them about Um, or like tech stuff that they might like? I know that. Yeah. So we we used to use WordPress. Oh, yeah. It's it's very complicated. I will say if you have a WordPress site and you can get around in there, Kajabi will be a breeze. Mm -hmm. Kajabi is like is nothing compared to to WordPress. WordPress is very And you very... can use both of them. Another reason we like Kajabi is for courses. This is true. And membership sites. So if you're thinking about doing that, you can just have a tab and Peter mm-hmm. did a blog post that I'll link. There's going to be a lot of show notes, Pete. Yeah, did you make it? No. I don't want you to forget about that. Oh, well. You have pretty good memory though. I but do. yeah, if you have WordPress that and you like it and it's working well for you, maybe you have a blog on there and you're getting good Google like SEO traffic. SEO, yeah. Keep it don't get rid of it. Yeah. Just maintain it and then use Kajabi to build out your courses. And you could have sales pages in Kajabi too. Like, because it's easier to build a sales page in Kajabi than on WordPress. Mm-hmm. It's just no matter what 
theme or plugin or whatever you use on WordPress, it's going to be so much easier on Kajabi, guaranteed. Insert eye roll here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before we wrap up, I almost forgot one thing that I really wanted to stress with this episode, health coaches. Make it easy for people to sign up and take payment from you. I don't think we touched on this. Peter and I were talking about this before when we were, we were like, okay, what are the biggest mistakes that we see? What do we wish more health coaches knew about working online and the tech? And for me, and if you're one of my clients, you know, I've probably said this to you. I don't want you sending them to PayPal. I don't want them going to your sales page and seeing your offer. And then you have a contact me form, right? Or an email form, like having it right on your page means you're more likely to get the sale. If it's not on your page, you're not as likely to have them sign up. Yeah, yeah. Basically, just just simple monetizing. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to have people be able to make payment on your site. Mm-hmm. And again, if you if you do have an existing website, you could still use another platform to build your sales page. But when you're driving traffic or you you're putting out your URL to people, having some way where they can figure out your program or your course, find your sales page, and be able to buy. Mm-hmm. So so important. I want you to ask yourself, is it easy? Have I removed all obstacles for somebody who is interested, who needs this program to buy? Have I made it really easy for them to sign up, buy, and get started? You don't want any extra obstacles in front of them. You got enough obstacles to overcome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Remove as much resistance through the process as possible. Perfect. Okay, if you guys need help with your tech support. Peter is the man. He's super patient. If he can work with me, I guarantee he can work with you. So you can email him or you can send me a message and I'll send you his email. Peter, is there anything else that you wanted to share that we didn't get to today? One other little thing with when it comes to your website, putting as much of you in there as possible. Mm-hmm. When, I, when, when people are visiting your website, they want to learn about you. They want to connect with you, not the stock photos. Dang it. I was just going to say that. So, so should yes. we not put the stock photos of like a girl on the mountain looking over the ledge? I can't tell you how many sites I look at. And I'm like, I- is this you? Whose site I, is this? I know this? it's only like, like half of your face or half of this lady's face. But like, is that you? Or on the back of her body. Yeah. You know, looking at her future. It's like your hair color looks different. Like, is do you really live there? Like, I don't, yeah, for me, it's, it, yeah, I, I think your website, it, it's, it really is, it's more an, an expression of yourself than you might realize. Mm-hmm. You know, when people come there, they really want to connect with you and like learn who you are. Boom. I like it. All right, you guys, if you love this episode, please let us know. You can tag me. In your Instagram stories, because I'm on Instagram, Peter is not. He won't even do a TikTok with me, you guys. Or you can post about the podcast in our Facebook group and you can tag both of us. But we hope that this helped. And until next time, bye.